3: And even...
2: Checkout's not until 4, so...
3: Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com with Amex. Terms apply.
4: Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller?
3: I traded my old Samsung at at for a new Samsung Galaxy. S24
4: Plus and shows my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan.
0: Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
3: Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 256GB offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See ATT.com slash Samsung for details.
5: Hello and welcome. It's our number three, our three of our radio program, and we play the hits here. Looking back at the divisional round of the playoffs, this hour we feature the Eagles slamming the Giants. And what do the Giants now do? They have to make a decision with their quarterback, Daniel Jones. Have the Giants turned the corner into regular contender status, or was this more of a blip on the radar? And are the Eagles that much better than everyone else in the NFC. They certainly look dominant in this game. And who's got a brighter future, the Giants or the Jags? Both teams upstart losing over the weekend. We'll talk about that as well right now in our number three. They're called Giants, but boy, do they look small. At least in the game over the weekend they did. Welcome in the beginning of another hour of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere as key collaborators as we swing the golden hammer coast-to-coast, border-to-border, and beyond on the vast and bodaciously powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the shop The verbal butcher shop of sports heroes. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. In unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So our lead this hour comes from the NFC Now. We'll get back to the games that were played on Sunday. The 49ers punched their ticket to the NFC title game. They beat the Cowboys and the Bengals leading 14-0, 17-7 at halftime, and they win 27-10 where the Buffalo Rome out of the playoffs. So the Bengals and Niners, the winners on Sunday. But back on Saturday in the NFC, that is where the divisional slobber knocker Saturday took place, and the NFC East rivals the Giants and the Eagles meeting in Philly. A seat in the NFC title game on the line. woo uh, And I don't know if you were watching all weekend. Maybe you didn't watch this game. Boy, not much of a game if you missed it. Jalen Hurts throwing for two touchdown passes. He ran for a score. A dominant first half. The Eagles putting the whammy on the Giants. They overwhelmed the Giants who drowned 38-7. to That's the Giants I remember. Those are the Giants we've seen in recent years as they were total frauds, unable to compete on Saturday night in the NFC Divisional Playoff round. It was 28 nothing at halftime. If you were watching at halftime, you saw a lot of highly paid ex-NFL players sitting around the table contemplating why they were there as uh, this game was over. The only way that the Giants could have come back is if Brandon Staley, had been coaching the Philadelphia Eagles, but Brandon Saley's still employed by the Chargers, so that was not something to worry about. And Hurts uh, had missed a couple of late-season games, uh, games that the Eagles lost. They sprained right shoulder. You would not have known it from this particular game. The top seed in the NFC, Philadelphia, will now host the NFC title game this coming Sunday against the 49ers. San Francisco taking their roadshow show. To Philly, the Giants came out of nowhere this year. The better stories in the losing locker room. They came out of nowhere this year, and now they go back to the abyss of nowhere. As uh, they don't. uh see you later. And don't let the door hit your ass as you leave the NFL playoffs. So the question: after the Giants had won in Minnesota, they come back and lose here. Decisions, decisions, decisions. We'll have plenty of time to break this down, but we want to get the jump on everyone else. The Giants are at a fork in the road. What do the Giants do with Danny Dimes, their quarterback? That's my quarterback, Daniel Jones. What do the Giants do with Daniel Jones? I've got quagmire, vibrations, and foggy conditions. And we will combine all of these things together, and we are going to make a a street pretzel, a well-made, freshly baked street pretzel, one of the great gifts you can have in life with light salt, not heavy salt. All right, so to kick off, my advice, unsolicited advice from behind the microphones of Fox Sports Radio, my advice to the Giants front office is to call out the special teams and punt, punt, say bye-bye to Danny Dimes. He's not the guy. He's not the guy, and why make a mistake? Right, Uh, Jones, who looked like an MVP against the cream puffs, in Minnesota, the 31st-ranked Viking defense, the better measuring stick. We talked about this with Dak Prescott earlier, and Dak had had a great start to the playoffs this year against a bad Tampa Bay team that shouldn't even be in the playoffs, an eight-nine team. Well, the Minnesota Vikings had this sexy record, but they were total frauds, and we pointed out the the point differential when they played anybody halfway decent. The giant, the, the Vikings rather rolled over and played dead. And so the Giants came out. They looked great. But this is a better measuring stick game in Philly. And Daniel Jones led the G-men. He was like General Custer at, uh, you know, the last uh, the last stand there. Man, 13 first downs. That's it. 13 first downs. Completed about 55% of his passes. Averaged five yards per pass. No touchdowns, had the interception, passer rating a little over 50. Now, 100's good. Uh, I don't think 50 is, but I didn't play in the NFL. As a result, the Giants are facing the quagmire. Now, we said, hey, get rid of this guy. Jones has been an enigma. 95% of the time he's been with New York. Drafted very high with not much in college in the way of success and played on a Uh, off-the-grid program in college at Duke and all that, and drafted high, and he's provided mostly heartburn in his time in the NFL. And the front office rejected, rightfully so, they rejected the fifth-year option before the season. They said, go out and prove it. Now, for some uneducated football fans, they'll say Daniel Jones went out and proved it. And while he did improve... In some areas, his on-field performance, for my money, it was not enough to rise to the level of a new contract that you can get a free agent to provide that kind of contribution. And his on-field performance was not good enough to worthy. It's not worthy of a contract. Jones, he didn't show enough to be the guy. And yet, there are still people calling, saying the Giants have to keep the band together and you can't break it up. Now, why would that be? Because many people, my theory on that is many people are afraid of change, that Daniel Jones was not, here's my point, he was not the reason that the Giants turned things around. You know where New York's passing offense ranked in the NFL? Out of 32 teams, they were 26th. Now, maybe I'm a tough critic and... I'm the bad guy, but where I came from, the way I was raised, if you're 26th out of a 32-team league, you blow at throwing the football. And Saquon Barkley, who's also a free agent, and the running game, that was the driving force for the big blue attack. New York was fourth best in yards per rushing attempt. Jones cut down on his mistakes, but he was nothing more than a baseline quarterback. You don't pay top dollar to a generic brand quarterback. You just don't do it. Now, furthermore, have the Giants, as a franchise, turned the ship around? Have they turned things around, turned the corner into regular contender status? So I'm pessimistic on that. I I come from the school of thought that you assume nothing and question everything. Brian Dable has been the toast of the Big Apple because, unlike the other coach in the New York area, in the tri-state area there, who talked about checking receipts, well, they unable to check receipts over there with the Jets, but the the Giants they did check some receipts. And uh, his debut as coach, uh, it was good and a good year and all that. Celebrated successful turnaround for one year. The culture did improve. The groundwork has been done. There was an attitude improvement, and the Giants compared to where they were light years better. But let's not get crazy. They went from four and thirteen to nine seven and one. And after being outscored by 158 points in 2021, the Giants were still outscored, but only by six. So that is a net positive, a uh, improvement of uh, 152 points in the positive direction, but still underwater on that. And we expect a regression to the mean next year unless the Giants upgrade at the quarterback position. Now, why is that? There are major Fluke vibrations. The Giants went 2-6 and six in the eight games they played against teams that made the playoffs. Their only wins were over Jacksonville and the Ravens among teams that made the playoffs. They went 7-1-1 one one against non-playoff teams. Saquon Barkley most likely comes back, but Daniel Jones, I would not bring him back. The Giants need to upgrade at the quarterback position and also the wide receiver position. But either way, the data evens out. And if a variable is extreme, like the Giants, what they did this year, the first time you measure, right? The Giants come come out of nowhere. It's going to be closer to average next season. So the Giants will fall back into like a seven, eight-win type team next season. That's where they are, and then they'll be in the middling. Maybe you have a shot at the playoffs, and probably not. All right, parting shot: Are the Eagles? Let's turn the page here. Are the Eagles? That much better than ever. That looked like they had the cheat code on a video game when they were playing over the weekend against the Giants. I was like, it's the varsity versus a bunch of peewee all-stars. That's what it looked like in that game. They were galaxies better than the Giants, the Eagles. Now, there's clearly a gigantic gap between Philly and New York. Now, that said, I am a skeptic that the Birds, the Birds offense, and and they're going to be able to continue to do that going forward against the 49ers. Right? There's a much better opponent. Niners have a real defense. Uh, I also, if you listen to Benny versus the Penny on the fifth hour, this is the only game I got wrong. And boy, did I get it wrong. If you're going to get it wrong, you got to really get it wrong. And man, did I get it wrong. But I, I was questioning the health of Jalen Hurts and his shoulder, whether or not he would be able to perform. And I, I still don't trust the Eagles offense, the gimmicky nature of the Eagles offense. That turned out to be a a nonsense, and I looked like a, a, a country bumpkin with that take. But the Giants were just not ready to compete in that game. New York's first six possessions of the game. Turnover on downs, interception, four punts. That's the first four possessions. Philly scored touchdowns on four of their first five chances with the football. That is a bludgeoning situation, is what that is. Domination domination uh, throughout, and so now the Eagles will play host to the 49ers in the NFC title game, and the line on that game, it opened, it was like one and a half in some places, it some places it had three and a half. Well, the Eagles are down to two and a half at home. Two and a half point favorites in that game, and if you're lucky enough to be one of the early people that got the three and a half, consider yourself lucky. Because I would love the 49ers at 3.5. I don't know that i love them at less than 3, but we'll have a lot of time to handicap that game as we go through the week. And the 49ers, meat and potatoes defense, Brock Purdy, a Jimmy Garoppolo doppelganger type guy at quarterback. Now, meanwhile, we have a toss-up question here of who's – let's combine the Giants and the Jags, two teams that came out of nowhere that were bad football teams and are now playoff teams. Playoffs? So Giants and Jags, toss-up question, who's got a brighter future? Who's got a better chance of doing it again? So both these teams are facing the increased expectations. Nevertheless, I'm a bad poker player. I've already revealed my hand. Jacksonville is the smart play here. Location, location, location. The AFC South stinks. The Titans are at a crossroads. The Texans are terrible. The Colts are mediocre. Jacksonville has a shot. I'm saying they got a chance here to get back to the playoffs right away. The Giants, it's more foggy conditions. Foggy conditions here. They overachieve this season. They've got a blank spot at quarterback. Either they bring back the inferior Daniel Jones or the great unknown out in the Bermuda Triangle at quarterback. So it's a wobbly foundation is what I'm trying to say. And and Jacksonville's always one to throw around a lot of money. They have to throw around a lot of money because – to get people to play in Jacksonville, you have to throw the money around. That's how it works there, and so we'll see how this all plays out. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show. If you would like to join us, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We'll run through a bunch of calls. We have the Instant Advice Line coming up later in the hour. But time now for the Maller Riddle of the Day, the Maller Riddle of the Day. And here it is, a television glitch. television glitch over the weekend in the aforementioned Eagles-Giants game, had many viewers thinking that someone had lost blank on the field. A television glitch over the weekend in the Eagles-Giants game had many people watching think that someone had lost blank on the field. That is the Maller Riddle of the day. The answer, we'll get to it, and we will do it. Next,
6: be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeart Radio app.
2: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City.
4: Join the curious world of the Ben Maller Show online. It's pain-free and easy to do. Just follow your host on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is manning the phones, but he's more than just the call screener. He's the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop-de-loop Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. Hey! What's that? Hey! And now, live from theTireRack.com Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And the Maller riddle of the day: Here it is. A
5: TV glitch over the weekend in that Eagle Giants game had many viewers thinking that someone had lost blank. That is the question. What is the answer? A Sir scratch-off burner account says, I lost my corn dog, my chili dog combo meal at the truck stop in Black Rock, Arkansas. Ferg Dog says, the answer to the Mallard riddle of the day is that the uh, TV viewers thought someone had lost their limited edition Jar Jar Binks action figure. Well, that would have been unfortunate. Uh, I see page down here. Not gonna read that one on the air. Uh, Colorado kid says Zach Wilson's girlfriend's AARP card from the Colorado kid. Kathy in Madison, Wisconsin says they lost their virginity. Wow, but Kathy, keep it keep it clean, Kathy. Uh, Who else do we have? Matt, the Warrior Raider A's fan, says uh, someone lost their pants. Costco card guessed by Sean in Portland. Potty mouth Black Steve the second said they thought that they had lost the final round of search and destroy. A Malaprop guys going with Joe Theismann's mangled leg as his answer. A large uh, martial aid guessed by Maverick. Uh, who else do we have? Page down. A Social Security guard card guessed by Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. Miguel on Fire says they had lost Doc Mike's special lemonade their teeth, guessed by Calligan Tim. Joe in Okinawa says someone lost the thing that Bill's fans throw in the field. I actually saw, I was watching something about Okinawa over the weekend. They said that karate originated in Okinawa and that it's the healthiest place in the world, that people live to be 100 there more than anywhere else in the world in Okinawa. Who knew? Uh, who else do we have? John's going with uh, their binky as uh, the answer. Jonathan in Delaware got it right. Bad job by him. Uh, All right, Eddie, were you paying close attention, Eddie? Do you have an answer, Eddie? Yes, it's uh, Marcel's Food Picks. Marcel's Food Picks. That's a great answer, Eddie. Unfortunately, that is uh, incorrect. Uh, The correct answer, TV viewers uh, watching the Eagle-Giant game, many thought someone had lost their leg on the field, because of a glitch, all you saw was the leg of one of the players and the it was very odd. the photos' bouncing around, the video clips bouncing around, but it looked like there was like a leg with nothing else attached on the field. Now, how does that happen? Like what kind of f up in the in the truck has to take place for that to happen? I don't know. Uh, Rick writes in, he says, if Daniel Jones isn't the answer, who is the answer for the Giants? Well, I would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo if I'm the Giants. That's a name right there. You asked. You want a name, I'll give you a name, Jimmy Garoppolo. I'd rather have him as a, a short-term situation. Mark DeWalker writes in, he says, credit where credit is due, Cincinnati dominated in all three phases, and the Bills had no answer. And worse yet, due to my heart attack, I couldn't touch the pizza in the wings. Six months till training camp. Go, Bills. So Mark the Walker, who is part of Bill's Mafia. We've not heard from Falexis yet, Mark, and Derek, uh, the Bills monster has not checked in. All right, Cowboys lost. We we do have Big Daddy, who's in Memphis. He's a Cowboy fan. Hello, Big Daddy. Welcome.
1: Say hello, to all my fans, my constituents. I'm like you, man. I didn't see the last part of the game, but uh <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott center? That that don't make no sense. Why? Well, I, I, right I, I saw
5: it. I was watching. I, I well, this is like something you'd see. It's like if I were to drop the most goofy play I could possibly drop, that would be yeah, the play. Yeah. Let's put Zeke Elliott yeah. at center, and we'll have him snap yeah. the ball. And then the, they yeah. still ended up like sixty-eight yards short of the goal line, which is they didn't even they didn't <laughs> get one. They didn't get one lateral, big dad. They couldn't even get yeah. one lateral with that goofy play.
1: Yeah, somebody got to go, man. Somebody need to go. We, right. need, we need Sean Payton. Who, do
5: you, who do you want right for, now? Yeah. You want Sean Payton? So McCarthy's gone. Yeah, can, Fire
1: McCarthy. But He got to go, man. All like, right. If Sean comes in there and, and Colin Moore calls a play, uh, Sean ain't going to put him in. He's going to put his plays in there. Everybody yeah. got time for that, man. Yeah. Get him all out right of there. He gone. All right,
5: he gone. <laughs> Coop, will you tweet that out, Coop? Big Daddy is calling for the firing. Fox Sports Radio has learned. Sources close it's to right. Big Daddy reporting it's the right. firing of Mike McCarthy immediately.
1: That's right. That's right. Get him out Pick of all right. The main man, man got hurt. You know, you need get him some more money next year. But Z got to go. Dad, all this money, I'm like you, man. You paying everybody all this money, and they can't win no game. Oh, Lord. Yeah, That's They
5: good. make a lot of money, though. Money makes yeah, money. Yeah, they I don't know. win a lot, but they make a lot of money. Those cowboy jerseys aren't cheap, and those hats and those uh, all that gear ain't cheap, <laughs> yeah. man. That's expensive stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hey. They thought they were doing something to beat
5: the goat. He still ain't going to quit. He still probably to well, another seat. The goat, the goat had three
1: legs. What do you – <laughs> he's a three-legged goat. <laughs> All right, I'll let you the two. All right,
5: thank you. There you go. There's a big daddy checking in for his constituents, as he says there. As he knows, he has many fans, uh, close and far.
6: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
5: This is Steve Covino. And Rich Davis. And together we are Covino and Rich. Covino and Rich. Thanks, buddy. Uh, That's right, Covino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show. Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app every Covino & Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino & Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino & Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Covino & Rich, give me a hell yeah!
2: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
3: 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.
5: If you missed it, so Shannon Sharp was at the Lakers-Grizzlies game over the weekend on Friday was talking trash to one of the guys that couldn't stop LeBron James. The guy then like supposedly talked trash to Shannon said like F you. Shannon though said F you. And uh then it was on and like the players like half <laughs> half the Grizzly team and you know, I think it was uh some of the, the Steven the, Adams. Yeah uh, Steven Adams was right. But there were like multiple guys on the team. You had relatives of the players that were getting into it with Shannon Sharp. It was like it was like the WWE, man. It was like professional wrestling. It was ridiculous. Anyway, uh, let's go to the phones now. I hope we have new music because she's standing by right now. She's demands uh, proper music. Let's go to the Bay Area. She's got her star charts out. And we don't have to worry about Mercury being in retrograde anymore. Away! Away! Let's say hello. Andrea, the sports sorcerer, is standing by in the Bay Area where the Niners are one win away from going back to the Super Bowl. Yes. Hello, Ben. How are you? If I was any better, I'd be a Prescott, but not Dak Prescott because he's a loser.
7: Yeah, you know, I think a big turning point, frankly, were the two interceptions that he threw. I mean, Brock Purdy, you know, the steady... Uh, Capricorn, cool, calm, collected. He didn't throw a touchdown, but he didn't have any interceptions. And well, you
5: look at the turnover game, as you know, Andrea, turnovers right. to side game. The Niners took two turnovers from Dak Prescott and yeah. they got six points, two field goals. Right. The, remember that Niners fumbled, they muffed the punt, they fumbled the punt, and the Cowboys had a short field, and that's how they got three of their points. So, six to three, three point advantage for the Niners in the points off turnover game. And that means the Cowboys' offense, without the gifting by the Niners and the fumble on the punt, they only scored nine points. Yeah,
7: that's right. That sucks. And, uh, you know, I have nothing but praise for Brock Purdy, December 27, 1999. Even the media people are like, wow, he seems really mature for his age. I mean, he really has that Capricorn pragmatism about him. And what's interesting, he's a, he's a Capricorn, obviously, um, but he has several planets in Aquarius, and we just had the new moon in Aquarius, and we had the Lunar New Year today. And all um, planets are direct for the next 12 weeks, I wanted to tell the Mala Militia that. So that said, we had the new moon at one degree Aquarius on Saturday, Ben. We had the Lunar New Year on Sunday, Ooh. and and Uranus went direct. So 12 weeks of all the planets direct, and here's the thing. This really kind of supercharged uh, Brock Purdy, because he's a Capricorn with a Virgo moon. He's into details. He's like, well, you know, it's just another job. It's not going to be a Netflix documentary. I mean, I don't know if you ever hear him talk about... You know, he's, he's well, a, he's
5: wrong on that. Everything's a Netflix documentary right? these days. Come on, I took a bowel movement yesterday. That'll be a documentary <laughs> in a couple of years. It was a great bowel movement, so I it'll know, be a documentary.
7: It's, it's funny his you know young points of uh, reference is Gen X, Gen Y, but he's very dependable. I'll tell you, he's very dutiful. Well, be, very...
5: we'll see. I mean, this is our biggest game on the road, hostile right. Philadelphia. Man, people yeah. be throwing trash at him, right. and so we'll see how you he know handles what? They the situation.
7: Threw, like snowballs at Santa Claus. You know, I'm a Mets fan. So I'm no fan of Philly. And back in the day, Ben, they actually had a jail on the premises.
5: Wasn't that like 50 years ago, though? How, many, how long does that last? The, yeah, uh, the, I mean, it uh, was a while ago, <laughs> but it
7: just tells you the flavor and the essence right. of the fans. I mean, they just yeah. have an edge to them that seems a little well, maybe Santa. Well, maybe
5: Santa deserved it. Maybe it was a bad Santa. Maybe it was well, an angry I, Santa. I
7: give Santa the benefit of the doubt on well, that. evil one.
5: Santas, you know. Santa's arrested every year at work at those malls. Like, I play Santa once a year, oh, and I'm a good they? Santa. Yeah, every year I play how Santa. that? Well, it's uh It's a a lot of fun. I look forward to it every year. The kids go crazy. But no one's ever thrown snowballs at me uh, when I wear the costume.
7: Right. Well, that's what I mean. Philly fans have that edge. They're very negative. They threw batteries... They threw something at Tim Lincecum.
5: Well, wait a minute. Now I remember Dodgers and Giants yeah, at edge? Candlestick Park. is it Edge? <laughs> or
2: how come it's not thugs back and gangsters like Dodger Stadium uh, candle- become a bunch of thugs? Well,
5: at yeah. Candlestick Park, there were people yeah. throwing batteries out at, at Candle when the Giants and Dodgers would play back in the day. So it happens all over. All right, we've well, we got to leave it there, Andrea. But thank you. There <laughs> she goes. All right. Thank you. Take all right. all right. care. You too. Happy
7: Lunar New Year.
5: Happy Year of
4: the yeah, Rabbit. Yes. Lunar New Year.
5: <laughs> uh, rabbito. All right, thank you. Uh, there she goes, Andrea. Joe and Okinawa writes in. He says, that is absolutely right, Ben. Okinawans live forever. The Okinawa government used to send gold, solid gold ceremonial tea sets to people on their 100th birthday. Now too many people. Uh, so, he said they're turning 100. So they sent some paper certificate saying congratulations. And yes, the birthplace of karate. Mr. So, Miyagi. Uh, it's, uh, Joe and okinawa there you go see joe i'm not i'm not a pretender man i was watching late at night middle of the night i was flipping around and I, was, I was watching some documentary thing came up and with the wife there and it was about okinawa and i was like wait a minute this guy joe in okinawa is a listener. i gotta check this out i gotta get some i gotta get some knowledge on okinawa and now i got a little knowledge on okinawa let's go to paul who's in charlotte north carolina hello paul welcome
6: Hey, Ben. How you doing, man? You doing okay?
5: Paul, if I was any better, Paul, let me tell you. I would be a Bill, but not Josh Allen, because that guy lost.
6: Hey, Ben. Listen, man. I listen to your show most nights. I don't call very often, but I will be the sacrificial lamb. I'm a diehard Buffalo Bill fan. Um, You stated in your monologue last hour that you put most of this on Josh Allen. I I called to tell you why you're wrong. This goes... To an organization that has made awful decisions for the past twelve months, and let me just let me give you a couple examples. This is the first year Josh Allen did not have Brian Dable as his offensive coordinator. You and look what he's done in New York. Who did we replace him with? A first-year offensive coordinator in Glen Dorsey, who had never called plays. You bring Joe Brady from outside the organization as a as the quarterbacks coach. Anybody that watched the Bills all year, this offensive unit was out of whack. Yeah, it but, but well, hold on a oh.
5: second, though. Paul, if you're a good team, which the Bills claim to be, then you're right. going to lose assistant coaches. So that's like uh, how, well, many, how many of the, the Patriots for 20 years owned the NFL and they rolled through assistant coaches?
6: 100%, Ben, and I understand that. But who, who are these coaches being replaced with? So Joel, Josh Allen
5: Patton just Bray- has no culpability this is not on Josh Allen that he went out there and had no, a stinker, and no, it's not his fault. No, Ben.
6: No, no, Ben. Listen, if you watch the game today, of course you saw the struggles. But what happens is, is you go and you replace an, uh, an experienced offensive coordinator Naball with a first-time offensive coordinator in Dorsey. When he gets the playoffs, when you have teams that have equal or, or similar uh, talent levels, coaching comes into play, and clearly the Bills were outcoached all day today. And let, me, let me fast forward, Ben. Like, there were injuries and you know off-the-field distractions between the blizzards. And, and, and... Oh, but everyone has injuries. Everyone, don't do that. No, Don't be that.
5: Don't be that guy, no, Paul. Come no, no, on. No, you're not no, that guy, no, Paul. Come on, buddy. No, wait,
6: wait, 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 don't be wait, that wait, guy. Wait, wait. You're listen, not that guy. You're not listen, that, listen. that guy, pal. To- trust you're I, me. You're not that guy. Exactly. No, but let me fast forward to the Mark Hamlin situation. This is going to be a very unpopular opinion. Let me start this by saying, of course – Life is bigger than football, and the fact that Demar Hamlin is healthy is what's most important. I completely understand it, but this organization has put this distraction in place willingly since this happened. We knew a week after Hamlin's injury, he was going to he was going to be okay. If this week five, six, and seven, wait, 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 season,
5: what do you think they lost because they were they were nope. selling T-shirts for Demar Hamlin nope. or something?
6: No, Ben. I mean, so, so listen. So if it's week five, six, or seven in the regular season, and you want to bring the guy into the, to, to the locker room and have speeches, and that's the focus of the team, maybe he can get by it. But in the playoffs, this or like. Wait, we, wait, wait! I thought known.
5: I thought all the movies, all the Disney movies, are the, the injured player uh, comes back and gives a rah rah uh, speech in the playoffs, and then they go out and they win the game, and then yeah, everywhere. Sure. It would have been it, you, Buffalo wins the game. It's oh, it's Buffalo weather, snowing, and then
6: yeah. the Hamlin was there. There's no way the Bengals no, could have won the game. No, 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 Ben. So, so, so let me explain. So, so the organization took. Again, he's appeared in the facility. He's appeared today before the game. He appeared at halftime. Like, the organization almost changed their mentality to say, it's okay if we lose. DeMar Hamlin's okay. And, of course, big picture, they're right. But while the, I, don't the know, Bill, I don't know. I mean, wait, listen, wait I,
5: a I, I'm a guy that reaches a lot, but that's a big reach. I mean, to me, wait, wait that's a, a big reach. That's right a, but then that's, but, I, I'm a, but, that's like a two on a, a one to 10 scale for your take I'm no, giving you a two no, so, so,
6: so, so, so while the bills were focused on that since <laughs> Bengals were able to focus on the bigger picture they were motivated by the fact that yeah, like- the
5: Bengals had a ragtag offensive line they, they had two starters out there another guy was all messed up come on I, I, I listen uh, Paul I appreciate it I got I give you a lot of time but I gotta go and I think all right there's uh our friend Paul from short Bill's Mafia guy does not agree with my perspective He believes it was a coaching situation. So, apparently, Brian Callahan, the offensive coordinator of the Bengals, and Zach Taylor, much better than the Bills coaching staff. All right, here's the Ben Maller Show, the Insta-Advice Line, unscreened calls. Who needs our advice? It's rather obvious here. It's either Jerry Jones or Dak Prescott or maybe all of the above. But we'll get to the Insta-Advice Line, unscreened radio from the Knuckleheads. We'll get to it,
6: and we will do it next.
4: If been listening for five good minutes, you know the Ben Maller Show is not for the squeamish or the faint of heart. You're invited to join our secret society online. You get to mingle with other like-minded listeners on Facebook. It's just a few clicks away. Go to facebook.com slash Show And now live from the tyrack.com Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller.
0: Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. What the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw you. Away
5: we go. The instant advice line, unscreen radio. Someone in the world of sports is going to get the wisdom, the knowledge, the advice of the casual overnight yeah. radio listener slash caller. And who needs our advice this week? So many options. We could have gone with the Buffalo Bills who were favored at home against the Cincinnati Bengals and went out and laid an egg, losing by 17 points. Who could have gone there? The Giants lost by 31 points over the weekend to the Eagles. That's embarrassing. Jacksonville, no, that was never a consideration. Or the team we're going to pick, the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Yes, the (laughs) Cowboys who never led never led and end up losing 19-12 to the 49ers in the NFC. Well, they actually did lead briefly, but they never led the end of the game. They lose 19-12. And so your advice to the general manager of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, and the quarterback of the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, you're live on the air. When you hear my voice, we'll start with you on line one. Line one, you're on the air. 877-99 on Fox, by the way. Your advice to Jerry Jones, line one. Don't take laxatives if you've got hemorrhoids. It's good advice, yes. Uh, line, uh, line two. Hello, line two. You're on the air. Uh, thank you, Ferg Dog, uh, Line two. Hello.
6: When you're on your final drive and you're emptying the playbook, how about we leave the one where Zeke plays center in the playbook?
5: There you go. All right, Supermarket <laughs> Steve there checking in. Line uh, four. Hello, line four. You're on the air. Line four. Go. Line four not paying attention. We're going to line five. Hello, line five. Hello. Oh,
6: it's too much masturbation.
5: All right, line one, you're on the air, line one, go.
1: He should do like a baby and head out.
5: Okay, thank you. Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> all <right. laughs> Line be advice to Jerry Jones. The Cowboys have now <laughs> lost seven, seven conference uh, games, uh, divisional playoff games. Uh, I should say hello, line, uh, line two, hello.
7: Hello, Ben, how are you? Oh, uh,
5: thank you. All right, very good. Uh, <laughs> You're not requesting new music? Line three. Hello, line three. I know what you, Roberto. No, oh, Roberto! is oh, back! The guy's checking. Watch it out for you, Roberto. Close the blinds. Hello, line six. You're on the air, line six. Yeah, he should text his wife and say. All right, thank you for Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. You want to sneak in? It's unscreened radio, the instant advice line for Jerry Jones, Dallas Cowboys. Hello, uh, line one. You're on the airline one. Go.
0: You're fired, David
5: Gagan. Oh yeah, what happened to him? <laughs> he didn't, He didn't, He quit. He couldn't handle it here. Hello, line two. You're David on the airline Dagon. two. Hello.
1: Do or do
7: not. There
5: is no try. Uh, all right. Thank you. Uh, go, go back to your, uh, your little hole over there. Hello, line four. You're on the air, line four. Go. The
1: Dallas Cowboy fans and the Dallas Cowboys, they all need bed pants. Stop wetting the bed.
5: All right. This Sean the Hood guy with some solid advice. Line six, you're on the air at 877 on Fox. Hello, line six. Hi, Ben. How are you? Oh, thank you. Hello, uh, wild, wild line. Hello, wild card line. You're on the air.
7: Hey, Andrea, this is Fox Trim your bush. Wow. <laughs> what
5: was that? All right. Line one. Hello. They said
7: around the annexation of
5: Puerto Rico. All right. Coop, quickly, last one. Line five. Line five. You're on the air. Line five. Oh, line five. You're not quick enough, line five. Bad job by you, line five. Shame on line
2: five. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.